Hey guys, I'm In A Word Fab and this is XO Radio. Once again, I'm back to bring you all the fab you need to know. Who am I? I'm a recovering lawyer. I'm a fashion copywriter, podcast personality, a personal style curator, and Newark's Glambassador. And here at XO Radio, we're all about the fashion, the beauty, and the scandal. And of course, this is a no judgment zone, so we're not here for any negativity, just straight talk, no chaser. You can find XO Radio on SoundCloud, on iTunes, and my website, inawordfab.com. And while you're there, make sure to leave me some comments, review me, five star me, and at me all over your social media on Insta, Twitter, at inawordfab. Big shout out to my sponsor, Brown Girls Bar Crawl, is in its second year of drunken fun. Every month, Brown Girls Bar Crawl hosts events with amazing drinks and apps just for us. This month, we are hosting our first event in Newark in conjunction with Open Doors. And of course, our second annual costume crawl is happening this Halloween. So come connect, socialize and get your life. Look for Brown Girls Bar Crawl on Facebook, Meetup, Twitter, Instagram and Periscope to stay in the loop. And we'll see you at our next crawl. All right, guys, I'm so excited to chat with my guest today as a graduate of the prestigious London School of Economics, a successful entrepreneur and the newest face of Bravo's blood, sweat and heels. This British born bombshell is the true definition of beauty and brains. Not only has she founded a successful high end promotional and booking agency, she has now become a fan favorite favorite Bravo celebrity appreciated for her never biting her tongue and keeping it classy and cute all at the same time. Well, now this UK-born businesswoman and ethical fashionista is set to take the acting world by storm. So please welcome to the show the fabulous Chantel Frazier. Hey, how are you? You make me sound so fancy. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be her. (laughs) You get to live that life every day. Lucky you. I don't know. It doesn't feel like it, but it sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You can just play that over and over again when you're home having one of those blah days. Just play that. Yeah, that could be my mantra. Yeah. (laughs) And then meditate over, over that. That's right. That's good. So yeah, and I like your voice, by the way. Oh, thank you so I much. I listen to it like, yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Radio. Appreciate that. So before we get into everything that has to do with Chantel and your fabulousness, I would like to join, invite you to join me as I talk about the three things that totally rocked my week. This is your need to know basis. Okay. All right. Yes. So, you know, we have to talk about the Emmys. They happened the other night. And shocker, I actually really enjoyed the show. Whoa. You know, most award shows these days are quite stuffy affairs and they go way they go way too long. But Andy Samberg as the host was actually really funny. And there was enough color on screen to keep it interesting. So let's get to the highlights. Regina King won Outstanding Supporting Actress for American Crime. Uzo Aduba won her second Emmy in a row for her role of Crazy Eyes on Orange is the New Black. Just don't look too closely at her wig because the blend was really horrible and her weebologist should be fired. But moving on, at the, by Viola yeah. Davis. <laughs> the Viola Sorry. Davis became the first African-American woman to win an Emmy for Best Lead Actress on a Drama. And then she slayed her acceptance speech. It was amazing. Here's a quote. The only thing that separates women of color from everyone else is opportunity. So I seriously love her. And if you haven't seen the whole speech, please check it out on YouTube. So Chantel, did you see the show? 
I gotta tell you, I didn't because my favorite show is on during during the Emmys. What show? What's your favorite show? I'm a sci-fi geek. I, I, I like this. this um, what is it called? The Strain. You probably wouldn't have heard of it, but it's like a sci-fi vampire show. So I, I had to watch it. So yeah. You know what? I got into The Walking Dead just this past year. I mean, I don't know if that. Uh-huh. I mean, it's a little. Like, 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 so I never got into The Walking Dead. Like, I watched one, ep- one or two episodes. You didn't get into and it, and I just, yeah, like I couldn't get. I just didn't get all these like random zombie people just walking around aimlessly. <laughs> I wasn't like feeling the, the plot, but again, twenty million people can't be wrong. So it's I guess true. I should have given it. It's true. Well, more, I'm, more of a chance. I'm gonna have to bring give the strain a chance. I've never, I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's good. It's a vamp- it's a vampire thing. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, um, be- besides what happened at the Emmys, the one thing that you definitely do have to see—it didn't even happen during the show, but it was a commercial. It was the Apple Music commercial with Taraji, Mary J, and Kerry Washington. It was so cute. They were like dancing oh, at Mary I J's love house. Washington. Right, they're so fabulous. Did she, how did Carrie make out during? She looked gorgeous. She I looked mean, amazing. She looked amazing. She's just stunning. She looked great. So elegant. Ah, yes, yes. Did yes. she win anything? She didn't. She lost. Um, but I think she lost to I Viola mean, that Davis. Season was a little annoying though. She was a little annoying this season. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, it all just got it all just got a bit too self-absorbed. I mean, it's not her fault. She was like. She doesn't write the, you know, the show, but it was all too much, I thought, this season. But yeah, Viola Davis was amazing. I can't wait for season two. Me too. I think TGIT starts this week, so yay, yay for us. In other news, in Kardashian news, <laughs> our favorite 18-year-old Kylie Jenner banked $2.9 million in one week from subscriptions to her new lifestyle app, which is number one app on the market right now the app gives fans exclusive footage and access to her life including makeup tutorials and unscripted moments with her family as if we don't have enough of that but king kylie's app is slated to bring in a minimum of 33 dollars 33 million dollars in the first year and i can't even be mad at her i mean just when you think i can't be mad right just when you think the kardashians can't make any more money they still they find another way yeah it's just phenomenal what they've done with their brand i just can't even you know you want to hate that you want to hate on them but you just can't you really can't they just constantly you know keep reinventing themselves and it's just like they've passed that that shame threshold where it's just like (laughs) they just don't have any more shame they had nothing to lose and everything to gain you're so right you know what i think that i am not past my shame threshold i think that's holding me back (laughs) i need to get a lot of people back because if you really think about it yeah the one thing that and i always say this the one thing that 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 inhibits success or stops people from being successful is fear yes is the number one saboteur of success absolutely So, you know, the cousin of fear is shame. Mm. So, you know, the reason why we don't go ahead and do things, like for me, being on a, you know, going on a reality TV show, initially I was terrified. I was like, it's going to be so embarrassing. I'm going to be, you know, I'm so ashamed. I can't do this. So part of me was just like, no, I'm not going to do this. I have too much shame. 
put myself on a Bravo TV show. Yeah. But then I just, you know, I walked through that that shame threshold, I guess. And, I mean, I'm not there like these chicks. I mean, these chicks have no shame. Right. Like, but... Um, but you're better yeah, for I mean, it, right? Yeah, definitely something to be said. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't think I'd like to go through what Kim went through. I mean, I didn't know how she survived that sex video. And oh, my God, right. All the stuff. You know, I just don't know how I'd hold my head up high ever again. But at the end of the day, you kudos to them yeah. for just g- going through life and doing living life on their own terms. Yes. And the thing is, you were smart about it because a lot of people go on reality TV and they don't have a business or anything they're promoting. So they're just kind of out there. And that's really the smart thing when you have something that you're promoting and then you you get exposure to all these people. Well, the thing is about what people fail to understand is you're still going to be the same person that you are. It, just because you go on television doesn't mean all of a sudden you're going to be this entrepreneur or this driven person. If you're mm. not driven, if you don't have that entrepreneurial gene, then you just, you know, you're going to be the same person, but you just have a bit more attention. Yes. But, the, you know, not everybody is, um, what's the face, Bethany. Right, right. You know, not everybody's a Kim you know, a Kardashian brand. There's, there's many reality TV stars out there who are not, you know, um, getting the same level of exposure or creating products or they just don't have the business acumen. So, I mean, it's a That's great true. platform mm-hmm. if you do have the business acumen and the drive. But if you don't, I mean doesn't really do anything for you. <laughs> that, right, right. Then you become an actress or something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can. I'll try and marry well. <laughs> that, well, yes. That's always the fallback. That's my personal fallback. But last thing we have to talk about, um, Minister Farrakhan um, had said some things recently that got, I guess, he's not in oh, hot Lord. water, but a lot of people were kind of puzzled by his recent comments um he basically criticized jay-z for allowing i'll say beyonce to dress the way she does and um tempt men as a married woman so here's the quote jay-z is a good man jay-z is a good manager but now your woman is on display do you want men looking at your woman being tempted by your woman to make advances at your woman who wouldn't want to be with rihanna who wouldn't want to be with Nicki minaj these are talented women, but you strip them, then their bodies become the tool that is being used to promote the degradation of a woman and the subjugation of a man. Well, I mean, I guess uh-huh. I understand. I mean, he's a bit, he's a bit late. He's a bit late. Like <laughs> I mean, how long has he been married? I know. My- he's probably covering up a bit more than she used to. Definitely. Start, definitely. But I think late. Beyonce is a bad example. I mean, yes, Nicki Minaj, okay. But Beyonce, I, I don't Minaj. think she's that sexy in her normal life. I'm, like, she dresses very normally to me. I feel like she dresses normally. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a little bit extreme. Yes, and why is it that just because she's married, all of a sudden now she's not a sexual being or she can't... How long has she been married for, though? Long like time. Five, six years? Yeah, 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 yeah. If you just call some out of a rock or something? I, <laughs> right? I don't know. I'm confused. But a lot of people were saying it just goes along with, you know, kind of the misogyny that he's been spouting for a long time. But um, what do you guys think about that? Hit me up at Inner Word Fab. Let me know if you think Minister Farrakhan, if he was on to something or if you think he was full of 
you know what all right that was your well, need to know basis all right miss Chantel. so questions for you um we got into ah. a little bit about your stint on blood sweat and heels and um so you did say that it took you a while to actually agree to it um so what was the well, t- not agree to it mm-hmm. just get my just i guess get have the courage to do it okay really. i mean i agreed to it but it was kind of like i definitely had a lot of reservations and a lot of sleepless nights mm-hmm. prior to agreeing to it and even after agreeing to it, it was very emotional doing it because I'm like, you know, it's again, it's something that I've never done before. I mean, I'm 37. I've never been on TV before in my life. So I've always been, you know, I've been a business owner for the past nine, 10 years, you know, and mine, I have been able to you know, control my environment. And, you know, you create your friendship circle, you know, you pick the people that you want to hang out with. So I've been a good curator of my own life. Mm -hmm. So just having that element of like, I guess, not being in in control was very scary to me because this is essentially like a new group of women that I was thrown into. Like I knew Geneva, but I didn't know the other women. Right. So it's like, I felt almost like I was being thrown to the wolves. Right. And then you add cameras. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so it was like kind of scary. Wow. So, um, and then for the most part, did you forget that the cameras were there? Were Were you self conscious at first? How does that work when you first start filming? Yeah, my first first time filming was terrible. I was like fit as a board. Um, <laughs> I just, you know, we did very badly. But you know, after after a while, like, once I met all the girls. Um, my fears and kind of reservations kind of disappeared because a lot of the girls were very, very cool, very embracing, especially Daisy and Micah. Um, they really embraced me. So it was it was kind of easy. Also, I had Geneva as well. So, yeah. And plus, with a glass of champagne. <laughs> that company, helps. Yeah, you definitely need to get the cameras there. Yes, yes, yes. So, and I mean, so there was, you had a little drama on the show. You definitely were outspoken. Just a little, you know, you made a... That's so funny. So I didn't think I was that outspoken, but everybody says I was. I mean, I'm definitely opinionated. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, you know, I'm assertive. Yes. Uh, Yeah, I suppose. I mean, I, I, I feel like a lot of stuff that wasn't shown, but now that was... That was assertive. That was drama. Really? <laughs> but, um, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit of something from behind the scenes that we didn't see? Oh, God. Um, I mean, you miss a lot of the verbal att- attacks between, um, I guess, um, Arzo and I. She's also one of the newest cast members, had a lot of friction. Yeah. You don't really get to see it in the show. Um, there's a lot of name calling on her part, you know, to me stuff. So it was like just it was, it was, it was very aggressive, but it just it was very kind of watered down. Mm. Yeah, because they made such a big deal of you calling her an Afghan hound, you know, but they didn't really show her coming back at you, really. Oh, exactly. It was kind of weird because they showed all my scenes, but they kind of looked a bit weird, especially with my scene with um, Demetria mm-hmm. at the dinner table because I'm like watching it. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's kind of strange because it looks like it comes out of nowhere. 
but it's just, you know, you don't really get to see the full extent of what really happened because obviously we, we tape for five months. Right. And we're pushing all of that into, you know, 12 episodes and we're filming every day. Wow. So a lot gets cut. cut. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they, the producer said that they liked showing my arguments because they liked the way I argued, the way I sounded. They liked my accent when I argued. <laughs> <laughs> they liked my, they liked my one-liners. <laughs> so I actually had the misfortune of seeming like I was a bit bitchy, but yes. Whatever. Well, it's a very civilized way to read someone, I tell you. <laughs> well, that's what they said. That's what they said. We like you because you sound civilized when you're reading. Oh, like, all right. Fabulous. Whatever. <laughs> so now, but overall, you had a, you would say it was a good experience and you do um, think that you were portrayed, you know, for the most part as you are in your real life. I would say so, yeah. I mean, for better or worse. And, you know, I wanted to be authentic. I didn't want to go in there. No, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not intend to be 100%. I didn't intend to be as authentic as I was. I wanted to be, to go in there and be perfect. I wanted to be like, oh, I'm Chantal, I'm so perfect, I have a business. (laughs) I didn't want to go in and actually be who I really was. Yes. But it's like too exhausting. You can't really... Again, you forget the cameras are there and you just end up being yourself. So I don't know about anybody else on the show, but I was 100% myself, for better or worse. Um, and well, I think it was for the better because people loved you. And I, I, I'm guessing that it has been a very positive thing for your business. Can you yeah, tell me about that? I think it was, it was definitely very positive. I mean, one thing I'm glad that you got to see different sides of my personality, like... At first, people think, you know, because of my accent, that I'm just like, oh, she's very stuck up, you know, she's, you know, um, bougie or whatnot. But then you see a lot of playful sides to my character, too, that I'm, like, very down-to-earth, kind of, you know. And then there's a very childlike aspect to my personality where I'm kind of a bit naughty mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. And then you see my business side. So I think it definitely shows me to be a dynamic, to have a dynamic personality, which I like. So I was happy about that. And, um, yeah, it's had a really great impact on my business. Uh, my business has definitely grown. Um, and even we're attracting some really good, so we book, as, I said, as you said, entertainers and models for events. So we're attracting some really great performers and a lot of clients, you know, who watched our season finale we're like, oh my God, your performance was so great, you know, and so we've gotten a lot of bookings as a result of the show. Amazing. So yeah, it's been, it's been great. And, um, you know, also I just think it's, I was happy that, you know, I'm just happy that Blood, Sweat and Heels is a show about women who are actually really out there grinding. Mm. It's not about like upper class women who are born from privilege. Like I wasn't born to the manor. You know, I'm a regular girl. Um, yes, okay, I am very well educated. I did go to the London School of Economics, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, back in those days, education wasn't that expensive and education was free mm-hmm. in England when mm-hmm. I went to school. So as long as you had a brain, wow. it's not like you had to be from the upper classes to go to university, you just had to have the drive and the dedication to get into school. Right. Um, 
So it's a very different system. But at the end of the day, um, you know, I started my business from my bedroom with no money, just my vision and, you know, my laptop, my phone, my little cell phone, and that's it, not even a website. So I created, I always say I created a dollar from a dime because at the time I was like living in a rent-controlled apartment, didn't know how I could pay my rent. All I knew, knew is that I wanted to have my own business and I was like, now is time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it's, I'm never going to like have, it's never going to be the right time. I'm never going to have enough money to start the business. I'm never going to, you know, feel more prepared. So I was like, you know what, just start now and just, you know, just, see what happens and doors will open as I go along and they did would that be your advice for someone who's listening to this and thinking you know I have this business idea but I'm just either I don't think I have enough money I don't have the time it will never work would you just say to just start yeah I mean it sounds very the advice seems very simplistic like I always say just do it but it really that really is the key like I hear a lot of a lot of um, people say, yeah, they want to start a business, but, you know, they want to get back to school and learn, like do business studies or do a course or, you know, um, get some more money or get something, you know, just something. There's always something. But to me, that's, that's really just a form of procrastination. Right, right. Um, so I think that, yeah, if you want to do it, you just have to do it and yeah. you have to be confident. You don't, ha- you don't have to also realize that you don't have to know. Again, this is a very common thing. You have to know where, where you're going exactly. You just have to go in the direction, you know, see the next few feet and then just keep going. You have to see up the whole staircase. You mm-hmm. have to climb the stairs mm-hmm. and eventually you get to the top. Amen. Amen. So speaking of Daisy, you mentioned Daisy um, a little while ago. How is she doing with her health? Oh, she's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's actually in California at the moment. Mm-hmm. So we haven't seen her in a little while, but she's, yeah, she's great. And she's, she really is an inspiration. And I absolutely adore her. Um, she really kind of put everything into perspective. When you think of somebody going through that, you know, stage three cancer, which is, you know, potentially life-threatening. In mm-hmm. fact, it's a very rare form of cancer, and um, you know, she's very lucky to be to be with us. So, to me, I really admire her strength yeah. and her character, and um, yeah. So, it just kind of really puts everything in perspective. Yes, you know, I thought it was so brave of life. her to continue to to film. I don't know if I would have still continued to film, but she's like a superwoman. Yeah, she had so much. I mean, she had so much energy. Like even when she was, you know, you could see she's sick. She she just had that dedication. Wow, which I think pulled her through. Yes. So, so we have yeah. to talk about. Um, we're just coming off of New York Fashion Week. I know you were out and about a little, um, being the fashionista that you are. Did you see anything, any trends, any shows that you just like loved or hated or both? <laughs> I'm honestly when it comes to fashion I am a very simplistic type of gal okay I'm not into trends I'm not into fashion I'm into what suits my silhouette so I'm honestly the wrong chick to ask about you know <laughs> what's trending on the catwalk because I just I go to these shows and I zone out because I'm thinking I'm just thinking about does that fit my silhouette 
right. my body. Right. I'm thinking about my body type, my personality. I'm not thinking about, you know, whether stripes or bold colors. I, you know, to me, fashion is about individuality and being brave enough to to be yourself and to wear clothes that fit your personality rather than following trends. Well, that's great fashion advice, as it turns out. <laughs> so you, well, recently- you know, I, yeah. I mean, sometimes you see these these uh, these people that you know trying to keep up with the trends, and I want to be like, sister, you should not be wearing that. <laughs> exactly, not your body type that is for the Mary Kate and Ashley kind of whatever skinny gal mm-hmm. type or. Whatever you see, these skinny gals in these outfits that the curvy girls should be wearing, and it's like no, absolutely You're straight as a board. You have no shape. You have no business in that kind of body con dress. Whatever. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I enjoyed all the parties. That was really my favorite thing. Oh, absolutely! The parties are the best part of Fashion Week. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. So you really recently are. made your off-Broadway debut in oh my Georgia. God, Oh my gosh, like, so this was really serious. You played the role of a Jamaican mother of a woman who was raped during her her first relationship. Um, So how did that come about and how exciting was that? Well, I believe that you should, in order to, I think that success, oh sorry, luck, is partly about preparation. Half mm-hmm. of it is to do with preparation. So I always like to be prepared for any situation. So, you know, people, I was kind of getting approached like after the show to do, you know, read for short films and this and that. And I was like, is this going to be like a trend? Is this going to be something that, you know, now, you know, at least opportunities now going to be presented to me because obviously I'm getting television exposure. So I was kind of like, well, maybe I should do acting classes. And then I thought, you know what, why don't I just, again, just jump into the deep end and hone my skills in a real-life situation, like really learn, just learn on the job. And that's, again, kind of my mantra, just just do it. So I was like, I don't need to go to school. Like, I'm going to go to the school of life. So I was like, I'm just going to put myself out there. And it was really frightening, actually, because I've, I have never acted before. And it, there's one thing, you know, doing reality TV or doing... TV in general or film because, you know, they can edit it. You can sit there, like, you know, all day long and get your lines wrong and they can edit it. You can redo it. You can, re- you know, they can edit it and you sound perfect, you know, once once everything, once everything's edited and it airs and you're like, oh. But when it comes to live theatre, you have to be on point every single day. Right. And for me, like, I'm with all these young whippersnappers that are actors. But I think these kids are in their 20s. And I'm here with my old ass, like, <laughs> who can barely read a newspaper without falling asleep. <laughs> so I'm there having to memorize lines. And that was, first of all, it was really challenging for me. And I remember our first um, off-book rehearsal. And these kids were just, like, getting it straight away. And I was like literally sounded like, you know, 
a grade school child learning to trying to learn to read, which is like so embarrassing. <laughs> and when I actually saw it, I was like, oh my God, I've got to get myself into gear. This is serious. I can't go out like this. If I mess up like this on stage, it's over. So I really dedicated myself to, you know, learning the role and becoming the role, like just, First of all, my, like, I had the hardest part because I had to speak in a Jamaican accent. Oh, wow. And you know that sometimes with Jamaican accents that you see on TV just never sound authentic and they right. sound ridiculous. So I was like, oh, my God. Am I going to sound like there's one of those, you know, like American bobslayer <laughs> people like, where they just sound like, hey, mom. <laughs> right. Hey, you I was like, oh, God, please. Uh, call me it's now. Right. Call me now. <laughs> Exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, my, my, I'm from a Jamaican background, so I, yeah. you know, I started kind of, you know, speaking to my great aunt. Well, that and She was kind of coaching me, yes. um, you know, just getting the accent down. So, um, yeah, it turned out to be great. Um, again, it was wonderful to just, it was just a really exciting experience to, to get through it. Because, uh, again, something I'd never done before. So, that was... That was, it was fantastic. And also just bringing awareness to the topic of rape and relationships. There are so right. many different theories and views towards the topic. So it was interesting to see the narrative around, around the play. I love it. It's, it sounds like you're just in this very fearless type of zone with your career and your life. And that's really inspiring. But I think that that also too comes when you hit that over 35 mark, because I'm there too. And you just decide to say like, you know, fuck it, you know, like. <laughs> exactly. What have, you got, exactly. what have you got to lose now? Right. All right. We may as well just do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so that's exactly where I am. That's awesome. I definitely went through my 20s like a little bit. Yeah. I mean, um, being a fearless in some respects, but in other ways, you know, just really shying away from things. And now I'm like, I want to do everything because like, that's like my bucket list now. Yes, 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 yes. And so I have to talk to you about your vegan lifestyle, right? You're a vegan. Oh, yeah. I love being a vegan. You I'm love a being a vegan. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? You like to turn people into vegans? Yeah. I oh love my it. gosh. So I please try to turn me into a vegan because I need I it's one of those things where I would like to be a vegan in theory. But then when the lamb chop is on my plate, I want that in my mouth. So well tell me what can get me there. Well, it's funny you say that because one thing that won't get you there is a willpower. I, can't, I, I don't think you can do anything via willpower, not for very long. Right. You have to really want to do it. And like, I think the, the misconception about being a vegan is that it's boring, that it's limiting. But then if you really think about what you eat on a day-to-day basis, it's pretty much, I don't know, bar a few types of people, most people eat the same things. Maybe you're into chicken, bit of lamb you know, a burger, but most people don't have this massive variety right. in their diet. And actually what I found with veganism is that you get to you get to have more variety and experience food and flavors that you've never tried before. And there were some great vegan restaurants in New York City, which is amazing. I mean, it's very difficult if there aren't any good vegan restaurants or you don't have a, a good support system to become a vegan because then you just end up kind of like, thinking, well, what do I eat? Or do I just eat like a, a boring salad? And 
you know, but there's so much, so much you can eat and you feel so good. Like I became a vegan by accident. It was kind of a dare. My friend was like, well, I'm, I'm doing, I'm becoming a raw vegan. And I was like, a raw vegan? I was like, what's that? I didn't even know what a raw vegan was at that point. And she's like, you just only eat raw food, which I thought was completely ridiculous, <laughs> right. raw food. And she's like, well, I was like, well, she's like, why don't you try it? I was like, okay, I'll try it for a month. Why not? You know me, I'm a yes girl. I, I, I'll try anything once. So I ended up doing this raw food alkaline diet. Right. And within that month, it changed everything. Mm. I dropped 22 pounds. In a month? In the month. Yes. Whoa. In a month. 22 pounds. It was crazy. Mm. Then, well, maybe it was six weeks. I don't know, but it was a crazy amount of weight. Then my moods were amazing. Like in the morning, like I'm one of those people that when I wake up in the morning, I'm never happy. Like I have all this internal dialogue going on and I'm just like <laughs> miserable. Why I this raw diet? Like I would wake up, I'd spring out of bed and my moods were so much better. My skin was good. People were like, are you a model? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. like, oh my God, it was mm-hmm. a really, you know, I I felt... Like, the way you feel, like, I'd never felt like that before. Like, I'd yeah. never felt so good, looked so good. It was just, like, a complete body, mind, physical change. Yeah. Kind of how I got kind of started into it. Um, so then after that, I kind of continued, you know, just eating plant-based foods. Um, not just not to be vegan, just because I was kind of enjoying it, and I was you know, experience, you know, just I was actually really broadening my horizons and my taste buds. Actually, um, I, it really enhanced my taste buds because the problem with the sad diet, as it's known as a standard American diet, <laughs> um, is that it, it it involves eating a lot of processed foods, yes. and processed foods really just dull your senses. Mm. It dull your taste buds. So you don't really you're not actually tasting as much as you think you are. And also you just generally feel, you know, sluggish. Like I was right. always tired because after I ate, you know, like a, my body was tired. Right. And I just had so much energy. And yeah, so I was eating these going to these amazing restaurants, trying you know, eating vegetables that I'd never eaten before, eating farro, all these, you know, rare grains that I hadn't, you know, eaten. So for me, it was just like, it, it was just a win-win. I didn't see the, I couldn't see any benefits of going back to me. And then I tried actually to eat meat. And then when I tried it, I just, I, I didn't like the taste of it anymore. My, my taste buds basically turned on me. Right. So you could say my body actually just chose to be a vegan. Like I didn't consciously, you know, was like, oh, I have to become a vegan. But it was kind of like I did it. We liked it. (laughs) Couldn't go back. Well, it looks good on you. So that is that's actually um, something really to think about. And shout out to my girl, uh, Insatiable Vegan, one of my besties. She has a oh, vegan I mean, catering. You should at least start by adding more plant-based food into your diet. Yes. Um, again, not just because of the weight loss aspects, but because 
plant-based foods are also more alkaline too. Yes. You know, you don't want to eat too much food that are acidic because when your body's acidic, then it's more susceptible to disease and illness. Mm-hmm. You know? Because yes. as you know, I don't know if you know, but cancer just can't exist in an alkaline body. Cancer can only exist in an acidic body. Right, right. So you yes. have to make sure that your pH balanced. My brain so says think- yes. My taste buds haven't cu- quite got there yet, but well, I'm going to get you gotta, there. You've got to experience. Yes, I'm going. You know, check out a few vegan restaurants and just ex- start. Maybe just one day a week, incorporate yes. a vegan meal. Mm-hmm. I'm not just talking about having a salad or like a real <laughs> vegan meal. Like go to a vegan restaurant. Yes. Or, you know, like have some jerk seitan, which is, you know, really good. Like, you know, it's... It, it's wonderful. I think it's a great lifestyle. Well, you do a good commercial for it. So thank, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, and you're reducing thank your carbon you. footprint as well on the environment. So yes, yes. Just, it's a very positive thing. So Chantel, you do so much. Do you have time to date? Is there a special person in your life? Yeah, I have a boyfriend. Oh, tell me more. Yeah, um, he's, he is, he's a lawyer. Okay. He's actually an ex-boyfriend of mine. And <gasps> we were together for two years. And then we got back together, like, literally just after I finished filming. Oh, this is a good so story. Yeah, I don't know if he wants to be on camera. I don't know if he's that, he's not really no. into that kind of stuff. Yeah, he's a bit shy. Well, that's a good thing. It's not good when they're, like, too into the cameras, you know? Yeah, I don't want to mind that's too thirsty for the limelight. That's no. Weird. I'd be a bit, I would feel a bit mm, suspicious if he was like, oh, yeah, I definitely <laughs> want to be on take TV. Exactly. <laughs> right, he's nudging you out of the way, like, you're blocking yeah, my light. Yeah, like, you're blocking you're my light. thirsty. <laughs> so, yeah, he likes to stay in his lane. Okay, well, that's yeah. good. I love that. I love to hear about that. And um, so the last thing before you go, will you play a quick game with us? Oh, I'll try. Okay, you're going to be good at this. I promise. This game is called The Best of Both Worlds. Okay, you know London and you know New York. So I'm going to give you a category. I'm going to give you a thing and you have to tell me which city does this thing best. Okay. All right. As fast as you can. Okay. And subway. Subways in the tube. Yes. London. London. How about? Yeah, we have gorgeous subways. Yeah, so much better than the ones. How about rent? London or New York? New York. New York, baby. (laughs) Shopping. London, baby. Okay. Museums. Mm, New York. Okay. What about coffee? Coffee? I don't drink coffee, but I used to drink coffee and I used to love McDonald's coffee so I don't have very sophisticated taste in coffee. So that's <laughs> bad person to ask. <laughs> so I'll give that one to New York. New York. Coffee from New York. And what about <laughs> yeah, tea? Yeah, I mean, we drink tea. What about we tea? drink tea. London does it oh, tea England. best. London. Yeah. Okay. Fast food. In, I know you don't uh-huh. eat it. I think England. Okay. What about higher-end restaurants? Who does it best? New York. Okay. Fashion Week. I haven't been to London Fashion Week. Oh. I'm always here. I've been here for the past 
14 years. Point for New York. <laughs> what uh-huh. about weather? Oh, that's an easy one. London has the worst weather in the world. <laughs> Rains all the time. Miserable. Another New score York. for New York. Okay. And bars? Bars or pubs? Mm, London, baby. London. And the people in the pubs are so much fun. Okay. And last one, clubs. Clubs. Oh, London. England. So chic. We have really chic, posh clubs. The music's awesome. Everyone's dressed to the nines. Yeah, I'd say London. If you can believe it, that was a total tie score <laughs> so you are you are really? right in the middle london in new york the well, best you're the best of both worlds what can i say oh yeah i mean <laughs> I think london and new york are the two best cities in the world i would agree although i have not been to london i've only been to paris but london is on my list well you will love it and you'll love british people because they're awesome well, you're awesome, Chantel. So thank you so much for being well, on the show. Me. So much fun. Please, t- it. I'm so glad. Please tell everybody where they can follow you on um, social and what's next for you. What are we looking forward to? Well, first of all, I have a, a website, which is all about being the best version of yourself and that journey of being the best version. And it talks about, like, you know, if you want to know more about veganism, um, beauty, um, fashion, motivation, business, work, it's a whole lifestyle website, and that's www.flawless-living.com. And my socials are... My Instagram is Chantel.Fraser. And I don't know my Twitter. I think my Twitter handle is Shanti Fraser. Something like that. Got it. And your and what about your Instagram? Did you say your Instagram? Instagram is Chantel.Fraser. All right. Everybody make and sure to Fraser F R A S E R. Check me out and follow me guys. But yeah, definitely check out my website because that is really cool. Especially you know, if you're on a journey like me and so, I mean, so many women are on this journey of just wanting to be the best version of yourself and not wanting to be the basic version. Like, he wants to be basic. Amen. You don't want to be basic. And you want to just progress and no more. Go to the site, flawless-living.com. That's right. Who doesn't want to live flawlessly? <laughs> well, some people want to be basic. I don't know why. <laughs> So sad, yeah. so sad. Chantel Frazier, thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Thank you, love. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, guys. So our fashion moment. We've made it through another fashion week. And the best part of seeing the shows is the trend spotting, of course. So besides trends like 70s-inspired fringe and crochet and mixed print blocking, Fashion Week also had some out-of-the-box trends that made everyone gasp. So, without further ado, here are the top three most outrageous trends spotted this season. And they're all about accentuating your body from the neck up. Who knew? Number three is Jeremy Scott. He decided to paint his model's eyelashes on rather than just applying falsies. And this face painting trend was seen in other shows too, including Dion Lee and the Blondes. Hmm, wonder if that one has staying power. Number two, Jason Wu decided that the sexiest part of the body is 
the neck. No, not the front with the delicate collarbone, but literally the back of your neck where the kitchen is, child. Jason did this by pulling back his model's hair into a tight bun, perfectly exposing the back of their necks. He claims there's something so sensual about the neck and for some reason it talks to men hmm, does it well what does it say uh and it, it, he, he might be onto something guys because i noticed at the emmys a ton of the ladies had either short bobs or um um short cuts that were styled above the shoulder so he's onto something and the last outrageous trend from new york fashion week Givenchy is using face jewelry in their show yes they literally glued bright jewels and pieces of lace from the Givenchy dresses onto their models faces and apparently the whole task took about five hours per model oh my god the makeup artist paired the look with a hint of mascara and totally bleached brows and uh this is definitely one trend you don't want to try at home but it certainly looked very cool on the catwalk all right guys so make sure you check out my guy bionic marks podcast the cosign Big hugs and kisses to Jameson, my producer, and download Great Scott's Think, the audiobook. Thank you so much to my fabulous guest, Chantel Frazier, and to my sponsor, Brown Girls Bar Crawl. I love you guys for riding with me and staying with me, and thank you so much for listening, and I love you like XL. Bye.